Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 462. In today's podcast interview, my guest is sharing with you how you can reinvent yourself. We discuss everything from the subconscious mind to quantum leaps and how to manifest your ideal life. Welcome to today's podcast. I brought on Michael Dehan. Michael, welcome. Thanks for having me, Heather. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I'm so excited. I have an Aussie. I love Aussies <laughs> on the podcast. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? So I live on the uh, Gold Coast, recently moved up from Sydney. And it was very much around creating the life that we desire. So we wanted to be on the coast. We wanted to be debt free. So we brought the family up here. My wife's family's up here. So very family orientated. So we were very conscious around what our future, we want our future to be. So we designed it and now we're living it. So really exciting. Um, my background is I'm a behavioral money coach. So really looking at the psychology around money because mm. money's energy. So working with the clients to really understand their money story, their beliefs, their values around money. And in particular into relationships to actually have those conversations with your partner because you might have two one might be a spender one might be a saver yeah and each time you try and bring up the conversation around money it, it's it's competitive so working through a way that it's, it's safe and you can sort of share your stories there and come up with common goals come up with a, a common way as a couple to actually build your future together and, and live life every day so that's one of my passions before we get into the money side of it, because I definitely, I like talking about money. I agree. Money is energy. But before we go there, can we back it up a little bit? Something you already shared with me is, um, you know, designing your future. Something I talk about is so many people live life by default rather yeah. than by design. So I think this is fascinating. And I, and I would love for you how, wow, I'd love for you to share you know, most people are living this default future you told me about rather than the design future. Can you explain the difference? Yeah, for sure. So the default future is based on your past. And, that, and that's your sort of beliefs that you're programming on how you're brought up, the societal conditioning, what you should be. And that plays out in regard to potential limitations, procrastination, self-sabotage, in regard to living the life on purpose, living the life that you want to design. So Living in the past doesn't serve you if you've got those limiting beliefs and behaviors that are holding you back. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Again, visit my website, heatherhakes.com. 
I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. You can find this on my website, heatherhakes.com forward slash course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free discovery call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now, back to regular programming. When you create your own life, when you design your own life, there's a line in the sand. So it's really having clarity about what will bring you joy and abundance and having a clear picture on what that looks like. Um, And we take clients through that journey so they can actually understand what really does bring them joy and abundance. Mm. What that looks like, what does it feel like, what what does it smell so very sensory and they can actually picture themselves achieving their ideal life, which is really exciting. I remember when I drew the line in the sand for me, I got to the point going through life's motions, living life on a hamster wheel, dreading Monday, cheering on Friday, week in, week out. And I just had this, it literally felt like death to my soul. And so maybe somebody else hasn't hit that breaking point yet, but they are just feeling like I meant for more, you know, I don't know what that looks like. So what would you say to that person? And that's really, again, it's, it's being curious mm. about yourself right. and, and asking questions. I, that curiosity is such a strong word to actually start digging a bit deeper. And I was with a client last night and she's been a, stuck in a job for 10 and a half years and she hates Mondays, same, same routine as you just uh, shared. And But she's looked at other opportunities and she's gone, I can't do that, I can't do that. And and. and and I said, well, why can't you do that? What does that mean? She said, I've gone through the job description or the, what they require and I can't tick all the boxes. I said, no one can. <laughs> That's not, you know, if there's something that really you're passionate about that ignites you, that really excites you and gives you that energy, you just go in there and talk about it, talk about your passion, talk about your why. And then again, here's three or four things that, you know, I'll need support with in regard to, you know, that role. But I'm just, I'm just so keen to be part of this organisation because of whatever and, and sort of creating that, you know, that sort of legacy. So I think that's the mindset that needs to change, that we actually feel stuck. But when we look at the reasons why, we're looking at, it still comes down to that sort of self-worth um, regard to, you know, are we worthy of getting a new role? We know what the existing one is. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but we know it. So that that's that hamster wheel you spoke about. That's and I call it autopilot as well, where you're just going through life in that comfort zone, not growing, but wanting to change, but just you feel stuck. Autopilot is what I call it. Yes. Yeah. So here's a question that I just wrote down. Why is our default to talk ourselves out of something rather than talk ourselves into greatness? If you, if you look at the role, I think, of the subconscious mind, so that forms in the last trimester before you're born and then the, over the first seven years. So, And that's really a survival mechanism. So your conscious mind hasn't formed, which is that's your rational, that's your creative 
side. Yeah. Yep. So the subconscious mind builds the programs, the beliefs. So it's really how you're brought up. And then it leads on to societal conditioning. And the role of the subconscious mind is to keep you safe. So if you've got those sort of beliefs that are below consciousness and the programs are sort of running your life there, that's what's going to draw you to safety in your comfort zone. Yeah. So even if you're looking at it consciously going, this is what I really want to create, this is, you know, and the rational side, that makes sense that I should do ABC to improve my life. Your subconscious mind, which runs 95% of your life, is going to say, no, you're coming back here. Remember you're not worthy or remember you can't do that or it'll play out all the stories no. or the beliefs that are held within you in regard to holding you back. So that's the work that we really need to tap into that below consciousness and really because we talk a lot about people with their cup full so they actually have just got full of programs full of beliefs full of thoughts there that might be serving them yeah but we, we need to spill them out of a cup we need to have room provide room for new thoughts new beliefs new programs the, the new you in a sense so and i call that our bs our belief systems. But even on that note, so somebody, I mean, if they're listening to my podcast for a while, I talk about subconscious mind a lot. And kind of what you're touching on is you've got to pull the weeds, all these, the fear, lack, and limitation and plant new seeds. But somebody, maybe if they're new to this, can you give a very high level overview on what are we talking about our subconscious programming living life on autopilot, unconscious, going through the motions, living at mediocrity and i think as i said before with the, the role of the subconscious mind so understanding that so and that runs 95 percent of your life so these are sort of actions and thoughts that come before you even can look at it rationally right and that, that's your, that's your safety zone there so it'll look out to the universe it'll look out to what's going on and go that's safe that's not safe it's already doing that before you think so that's what's keeping you limited. That's potentially what's keeping you stuck. So we look at, and I've got a saying, so it's external events are a validation of your inner story and thoughts. So people look externally and go, well, these things are happening to me. Yep, I'm sad on a promotion. Uh, I'm having relationship issues. This is the time to actually look and go, question that this is, goes back to that curiosity start going why is this happening where, where's it sitting with it within me like what's it triggering within me start really going deeper and actually trying to understand where that comes from within yourself as opposed to looking externally okay i love that you brought that up because on that note even then i think we're conditioned from society that we seek externally, right? We go to the doctor and get a pill and, um, you know, our financial, whatever, we just need a better paying job or, you know, we're, we're taught to seek externally. So how would you help somebody shift and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I understand it, that life is a mirror of our consciousness, right? Our internal state. But yeah. how do you help somebody shift that and go, oh, wait a minute. If I go inside, become aware, I, I use that word a lot, awareness, become aware of how I'm thinking and feeling. Okay, wait, no, I don't resonate with that. 
when I change, then my health relationships, money, and everything else changes. Yeah. And I, I think it's having that, that quietness. What you said awareness, which is such a powerful word because you you can't transform or change your life if you haven't got an awareness. Yeah. That, that'll keep you stuck. Yep. And that sort of curiosity. So, and it's really looking at something and, and, with a curiosity lens over it, going, well, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? As I said, with the career relationships and, and looking in the mirror and just having an honest conversation going, if I choose to change, what, what does that look like? Yeah. I'm stuck, I'm on this hamster wheel. I, 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 I want change, I desire change. So I'm willing to bet you say this in a much softer tone, but how I would say it or to kind of like that jolt somebody, um, a pattern interrupt would be one, you have to take a hundred percent responsibility for your life. No judgment, a lot of self-compassion, but that nothing is happening to you. It's happening through you. But to tell somebody they created their financial status or they attracted you know, a, a shitty partner or they got themselves fired. A lot of people would be like, no, I didn't. Yes. Yeah. And that's the work we need to do to as I said, have that sort of consciousness. Um, and I, I talk it that you live in someone else's life. So when we sit down, we actually go through how they're brought up. Mm. We'll go through the money story. And a lot of times it uh, can be a control Thing where they feel controlled around money on how they're brought up. So money was conditioned around love um, or yeah, if I give you this, I demand something in return. But for, for people to actually spend the time there and it's quite emotional when they actually go, well, this is how I was brought up around life and I'm doing exactly the same thing. I, I never understood it. I never saw the relevance of how it's brought up, how that's playing out now, but it comes quite obvious. Yeah. And then that's when they're going, wow, okay, I, I see a connection there. I see how that's playing out now. What do I do now to change? I want to share this statistic and then, yes, let's talk about money. So I, I recently did a money mindset reset training and when I was doing some research to, to bring to it, did do you know that at least 70% of lottery winners. So we're talking mega millions, Powerball, multi-million dollar jackpots. 70% of those people lose it all within three to five years. I understand that their subconscious programming, their money story that they had a lose it all sabotage, right? To bring it back down to what they know. So let's talk about people's money story because you're right, especially in relationships. I I remember when I was engaged and he he was a guy that tracked every freaking penny in an Excel (laughs) spreadsheet. And I'm much more of, I I know what I have. I don't spend more than I have, um, but I, I am not a penny pincher. So you're right. I think money is a huge issue in relationships. It's a a massive issue and it's a, one of the leading causes of relationship breakdown. Yeah. And we, we call it sort of an infidelity in regard to the financial side of a relationship. 
So that's if you don't feel safe with your partner in regard to money, then you start drifting away and it starts causing fractures in other parts of your relationship. Mm. So that's what we know is true. So it's it's really how do you have those conversations because everyone was brought up differently around money. So imagine sitting down there <clears throat> with your partner as an example and just going, like I notice how you just scrutinise every dollar that comes in. Um, can we talk about that? Like where, where did that come from? Mm. Now, what, what, what does that mean? in regard to our relationship because I and I'm not saying you are but I'm using this as an example like I, I like to spend as I know that that's polar opposite to what you're you like to micromanage and know where every dollar goes but I like to be off the cuff and now we'll just go out for dinner somewhere and not worry about the spreadsheet for a moment yeah so so it's it's understanding where that sort of comes from in regard to your I bring in your, your values around money, your safety around money, and then just going, well, what if we can work out a way that we don't need to fully look at the spreadsheet, that we can actually just have an overall plan and this is what we're saving each month or we're paying all our bills there and we've still got enough to go on holiday, whatever the case may be, or we're starting to plan for a future and then actually just starting to work around what that future looks like and, and come into a common go in a real rational way, like a really calm way. Because if you do it when it's happening, in regard to it might really annoy you and he's got the spreadsheet out as an example, just right. have that really like put it away. It's really annoying the crap out of me. And that's the time there where it will be confrontational. We'll go back and, well, this is what I do. I've always done it. You know, so it becomes competitive. But if you can actually... Maybe the next day, just talk about you know with the spreadsheet. Let's let's talk about where that sort of comes from, why why that's important to you, and then get that counteraction on the other part on the other side. Yeah, communication. People don't talk about money. People, I know, very emotional, mm. and it can very quickly get into that you know fight or flight situation. You know what I think was an easy, simple shift, and I heard this years ago. I love it. I don't use the word budget. I've literally never put myself on a budget and I, I have no debt. Again, I just never spent more than I made. But when I heard the term a spending plan, which is literally just semantics, I think for anybody, because I, I feel budget is very constrictive, but when you talk about a spending plan, that's fun, right? So I think even <laughs> little shifts there, but look, like, what we're talking about right now with money is a bunch of symptoms. You're right. You brought up fear, security, the story, safety. But can we talk about what is money? What is money really? So to, to me, money is energy. Right. And, but but it's, it's flowing in and out every day. So there's, there's a lot of people there that welcome and, and then have gratitude for money flowing in and gratitude for money flowing out. And it's just so powerful where other people, as you said, they're, they're living in fear and they're very restricted. They've got the scarcity mindset where the money's coming in and they're, they're holding on to it. It's, they'll never have enough. So I was talking with clients there that will never be able to spend what they've invested or what they've saved. But they're still in their mindset, I don't have enough. Mm. So they live in scarcity, even though they've created, worked hard and, invested whatever and created abundance in their right. mind is scarcity. 
But on that note, let, let's talk about money as energy because you're right. Nobody is actually seeking money. Money is just the um, the byproduct, right? It's the resource. It's the source. People are seeking freedom, safety, adventure, um, whatever other words people may use. But they think it's money. And look, we know money doesn't bring happiness, right? We've seen multi-millionaires end their lives because it wasn't money that they were seeking happiness so yeah. how do you help shift people especially in this money story one pull the weeds plant new seeds right to to let go of those old narratives and, and the constriction around money and step into an abundance mindset flow and ease and that whole gratitude when it comes when it goes that's a big shift it is a big shift yeah and as I said, it's, it's doing the internal work where I spoke about before. So it's really understanding your money story, how that's playing out, what that's doing in regard to either keeping you stuck or you're not you're not happy. It's understanding your money type, ever and they're called archetypes, where there's eight different money types someone can have, and they can be in a few of them. But a lot of the people that feel stuck or have scarcity have got what I call this sort of innocent or sort of victim many types of they're carrying a story yeah mm. or the innocence where someone's always done it for me I don't really understand it there and they that's how they sort of keep playing out in their life and what you spoke about before accountability so really responsibility stepping up in, in regard to money but I was in the financial planning industry and and we so often have a spoke with clients around what do you what, what do you want to retire on okay so you need five million dollars and you could look at their mind, they weren't connected. Again, why, what does that mean? Like, am I worthy of having $5 million? But we've actually sort of moved away, well, I have in particular, around what do you want your life to look like? And it's got nothing to do with money. As you said, money's just a tool yes. to get you to join abundance. So, and we call it the five L's. So, where do you want to live? What do you love doing? What makes you laugh? What do you want to be learning? What's your legacy? And whether that's five years or 10 years down the track or even further, actually start to paint a picture of their future self around joy and abundance. And I had a client there that um, she, she's stuck in the job. Um, she's in a home that she's been in for five or six years now, sort of run down there. That's She's in survival. And we, we talk, she wants to live on the edge of a forest that's got a town community, um, there's a lot of nature there. Um, so that was from the meeting last night and she's already looking at properties that sort of start filling her desires sure. and start understanding what, what is out there. I never I never even knew I want, wanted that there, but that nature is so important. So she's already starting her future life the next day, which is, which is so exciting. And even with her roles that she's looking at, she's got some real passions which I suppose a bit deeper down there. When we did the work there, she's actually going, I'm going to start looking at the courses I need to do. I, I want to go in that direction because that's my passion. That's my legacy. Mm -hmm. So she's looking at what she needs to do, researching the industries, and she started that today. So these are really two shifts, which are quite dramatic in regard to energy. Right. Nothing to do with money. I'm just going, I'm going to start looking at the things that I can do that I can choose to do for myself. 
Well, and what I hear you saying is it's even, it's like taking off the blinders, this very narrow focus on the current quote reality, what is letting, so I love Abraham Hicks as an example. And Abe always says, let go of what is that we can have, be, and do anything in our lifetime. And I truly believe that, that we have, and I love quantum physics for that, right? We have infinite potentialities, infinite possibilities available to us but most people are living from a very limited perspective. So even, even on that note, whether we're talking money, wanting to change our money story, wanting to change our health, our relationship status, our business, our career, it doesn't matter that I quote, you know, a life bucket. I believe it's all the same formula. Yes. What's that formula? What are we saying? <laughs> the, the formula to me anyway, my view is that can't live your desired future from the past. Right. And then that's so powerful. So once you sort of understand what, with real clarity around what you want to create and why, and then you can actually start making those changes in a, in a real powerful way. So that's transformation. So having the awareness and then having that transformation, because there's a lot of people that have awareness but they're going, even this lady last night, she, when we talked about what she wants to do in a career, and then we talked about she was there five years later and talking about what she, change she's created, her legacy, and then she started self-doubting that. And I said, when you when you self doubt like you, you've been there, you've seen it. There's no self-doubt. You saw the difference. You yeah. felt it. Yeah. And, and she actually had shivers and she went, I can do this. This is me. And it's, it's very powerful. That's a transformation. Having the awareness and then the steps for the transformation. It is really talking yourself into it, creating that certainty, the confidence, the belief. Here's what I just wrote down from what you shared. I feel like what we're kind of talking about is more about like reinventing ourselves. Yep. Yeah, well said. And I think of each day, literally each day is a blank canvas, you know, waking up with an attitude of gratitude. How do I want to spend today? I've been starting this new thing and I I was pointing, I have it on my desk calendar, but (laughs) I write an intention every morning today. I intend and create, and I fill in the blank today. And one that helps me create a lot more presence again, letting go of yesterday in the past, but the other things I wrote down. So this is about reinventing yourself because you are the author, writer, producer of your movie to create clarity. Okay, so if you're not happy in where you are, where you are, what do you want? And then the third I wrote, and then you take action. Yeah, yes. And that clarity is so important. Yeah. And as you said, so similar to you, I'd be, what are three things I'm going to do today? They're going to lead me forward to, the future that I desire. So yeah. it's not what things are, and it could just be spinning your wheel if you don't sort of have that clarity. What are 10 things I've got to do today so my boss won't sort of chastise me or, or whatever. But it's it's always with a narrative around creation. Yes. Narrative around your future. And when even you look at the subconscious mind because it doesn't know the, the story that you tell it and changing a habit, it doesn't know whether it's right or wrong. So as an example, going back to that lady, she was 
had so much emotion and feelings around what's going to happen in five years. The subconscious mind's going, wow, this is a different person. And we actually recorded it. And she's going to play it every day over the next 21 days just before she goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. Repetition, self-hypnosis. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to create a new habit. So subconscious mind's going to go, to begin with, it's going to push back going, no, you're not doing that. Right. Then it's going to start believing oh. that that's truly what you want. Yeah. It's going to start looking for it. It's going to look for that validation externally. You know what? I love that. And on that note, I heard recently, I'm sure you've heard this phrase, but fake it till you make it. And yeah. I do not, I don't agree with that one. But what I heard recently was embody it until you become it. And that I was like, whoa, that's expansive and growth. And what you're saying, the subconscious mind, you know, I don't know if you touched on this, but yes, what you're saying is the subconscious does not know the difference between, quote, reality and imagination. It brings forth either way. Yeah. And yeah. we've we've heard it from um, goats, right? Greatest, greatest of all time, athletes. Athletes understand the power of visualization and mental rehearsal. Yes. And how important is that visualization? So they visualize the game, they visualize standing up with the gold medal, they whatever it to be, whether it be team or whatever, but they actually visualize the whole the whole process. See. I mean, this morning before this, I, I visualized what it would look like. I visualize the energy, the outcome, adding value, you know, sort of being very purpose, just giving and, and having that frame coming into it as opposed to oh, it's eight o'clock in the morning, I want a coffee, you know, like all this narratives and stories that people can tell themselves. If you set your mindset to be your best and it takes 30 seconds to put yourself in that position there where, as I said, you're going to show up as your best version. Yes. Well, ultimately that leads down to, I think what I preach most is being mindful and intentional that we yeah. can be proactive or reactive. Yes. And everyone has a choice. Yes. So I'm curious, can you walk us through what a day in a life looks like for you? Do you have daily rituals or daily practices that you're using to keep yourself in, in the energy and the internal work and, and focused? And I think what I said before, so it's really what are the three things that I'm going to do today okay. that are going to move me forward? in regard to what I'm building so that creating that life I desire. And that's so powerful to look at that going, there's, there's, there's always stuff. But these three things are important because it'll keep me tracking and keep the energy. I go to the gym most mornings. Uh, we walk down to the beach, have a coffee you know, in, the, in the morning there. I do tapping in regard to setting intentions and, and self-worth and gratitude. Yeah. So it sets up the day for the mind. Mm -hmm. who look externally for things that are going to validate what, what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling internally. I love that. Uh, something else I asked you before we started recording that I'd like for you to share is what is your billboard message to humanity? So my, mine is, and I see it a lot where people being on that autopilot or hamster wheel for many years, and then they come to you know, as an example, retirement or relationship breakdown, they're going, I wish I had. Mm. The mind's really one day, which is really pushing it out there and, and not, I suppose, confronting whatever it is. So I move it from one day to day one. So day one is take a step, 
yeah. take a baby step, take some form of step to actually reach out wherever you need to, to go, I want change. I want to create a life that brings me joy and abundance. Yeah. Well, and what I want to add to that is, <clears throat> at least in my experience, especially when you're taking, quote, big leaps or getting out of your comfort zone. I remember when I was finally, I, I quit corporate. You may never feel ready for that next big thing. But it is just, uh, I love to use the phrase, let fear fuel you, not rule you. <laughs> and I've learned yeah. to go towards that thing that you know, feels scary or whatever, because I feel like that's where the most expansion is and that we will always be provided for. What were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, the other side of fear is growth. So, yeah, I think you hit it on the head there. So it's stepping through mm -hmm. that door. And there is a bit of an unknowing. Yeah. But just having that belief there that fear can hold you back or fear can support you. Knock down that door and just go, we here I am. It's I think every everyone was born imperfect. And that's what we've got to embrace where we think you've got to be in this perfect situation to go to the next step. You can create it. Mm, and it yeah. doesn't have to be perfect. There's I don't perfection I I it's a word that I don't resonate with because that can, again, hold people back going, I need to have everything lined up to take the next step. And you might never get everything lined up, so there might never be that next step. Right. Remember, if, you, if you're a baby and learning to walk and you fall over, get back up, do it again, you probably do that 200 times. <laughs> but then you walk. Yeah. And well, then I you run. I think ultimately, you know, since we touched on reinventing yourself earlier, um, something I got from you is to ignite your highest potential. What do you mean by that? That's really understanding what your highest potential actually means, what you really want to out of life, what, you, what your desires really are, what's your impact, yeah. what's your legacy. And, and when you have that sort of clarity, then you can actually, it's a different energy. So it's really looking at, and it might be, helping organisations, whatever it is there, once you understand what that impact, your why, your purpose, yeah, and having real clarity around that game, well, that's where now I'm going to go and search for. And whether it be relationships, and it, it might be that we spoke about before, you know, being a mum, and I, I'm big on self-care for mums there because if we look at societal conditioning, it really is that you care for everyone else. So your highest potential simply can be the way you're showing up in that, in that family, as an example, or in community. Showing self-care and having more energy to actually put out to other people there where they're going, like, well, this is, this is someone that's really looking out for herself. She has so much love for herself that just expands out to, to everyone else. It's, it's amazing. Okay, so I have a question on that note. Something you said when we were talking about highest potential is, you know, your, your purpose. I literally remember in my 20s Googling, what is my purpose? Because I feel like many of us are seeking that, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? What is my purpose? Have you seen the movie? Oh, shoot, I'm going to forget it, right? Um, it's Disney. I think it's one word. Oh, no. 
Okay, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, it's a Disney movie. And the moral of that story was your only purpose in life is to chase joy. Your joy, whatever brings you joy. And, And a lot of times I remember my first coach, he's like, be more childlike. You know, children don't have worries. Children aren't thinking they're unworthy or not capable or self-doubt. So be more childlike. Would you agree with that on the whole purpose statement? What brings you joy? Yeah, I, I do agree exactly with what you said then. I'd, I'd also say that um, people think it's a, like this expansive question. Yeah. So the purpose could be just to to be loving. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, they're... It's, it's almost like if you look at the media and whatever, it's almost like you've got to change the world with this purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it becomes too big. Yeah. And, and yeah. you said it before, like my purpose is to have joy within me and extend joy out. What a great purpose. Yes. Yes, I love that. Okay, so question for you, because we touched on many different subjects today. What do you feel is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? So I want listeners to have a curiosity around what's going on in their life and start asking questions. Curiosity and questions is, is the start of awareness mm. and, and it allows you to actually understand yourself better and then it allows you to go, well, here's some things that I want to change. That's powerful. And that helps create clarity. Exactly. Yes. I love it. Okay, so I have a few rapid-fire questions for you to wrap up the interview. Uh, the first being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? So it's um, from Dr. Bruce Lipton. I love it. So, so your, your life is a printout of your subconscious mind. I love Bruce. I look at that every day, and I, I look at what my subconscious mind is trying to tell me today. And, and whether it's, is it serving me or whether it's trying to sort of put me back in that comfort zone. So I love Bruce Lipton. I think he's a prime example. He is the happiest, giddiest. <laughs> he nerds out. He nerds out on the science, but he, he loves it. He's very passionate. Yeah. Yes. Love yeah. him. Okay. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? So it's, the, it's a relationship about money and I'm going to, I don't have the book here, but um, I, I I can do it in the notes maybe. But it was it's just so important what I've seen, even with my friends, um, what's happening globally. It's it's a financial financial intimacy for couples. From yeah, that's, that's an over. That's, but it's boy, it's so powerful because you're ideally in a relationship for years and years, and it's it's just such a way to have a depth in a relationship. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Would have been to step out of my comfort zone. I, I was was led with that sort of autopilot on the on that sort of treadmill for for too long. Mm. And and whatever I do now in my life, if people judge what I do, I'm fine with that. Yep. Let go of that. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Michael, thank you so much for joining and having this conversation today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Heather. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. 
I'd love it if you could leave a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.